Hey there, I'm Natalie Abbott, and this is The Dwell Podcast. At Dwell, we help you memorize one Bible verse every month. On our weekly podcast, we talk about what our verse means, how it's challenging us, and about how the God of the universe wants to connect with us in our daily lives. Welcome back to The Dwell Podcast. This is Natalie Abbott, and today it's the first podcast episode of the month. So every first episode, we get to talk to my fellow co-founder of Dwell, Vera Schmitz. She is my sister. Um, she is, she can walk on her hands from like one end of a football stadium to another. A uh, little known fact about Vera. Welcome, Maybe that's Vera. How you, should, you should always introduce me with one, one fact when I come back on the show. Um, yeah. Hi, it's, it's good to be here. I can't believe it's been a month. Actually, I can I feel like a lot has happened in a month. A lot has happened. I think the last time we were here, we weren't under like uh, stay-at-home pandemic policies. Yeah. Yeah. We're here now, though. And how amazing was March's verse for that time? And how amazing will April's verse be for this time? The Lord, he just knows. We picked these verses in like the summer of 2019, and they are everything we need right now. I awesome. actually thought when when we were going through March and I was like, this verse is so perfect. I'm like, what is, what's April's verse? We might have to change it. And then I read it and I was like, oh, okay. It's going to be good. It's so good. It's yep. so good. So Vera, why don't you tell us what our verse is for April? April's verse is, I do believe, help me overcome my unbelief. So I'm going to do the interviewing today. Oh, okay. I just decided. All right. Natalie. I'll also answer the questions. Um, okay, Natalie, what sticks out to you about this verse? The desperation of the father. So, like, background, hold on real quick. This is a, a dad who's pleading with Jesus to save his child. Yes. His child is basically an epileptic. Like, he has seizures, and, and he takes the boy to Jesus and says, can you help me? Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing is, is that Jesus says, if you can, all things are possible for the one who believes. And it's like, oh. And that's when the the father says, I do believe, help me overcome my unbelief. So for me, like, I love the fact that this is an exposure of this desperate father and an exposure of his heart of, yes, I do believe, but yet I'm struggling with this Mm -hmm. unbelief. Like the thing that I'm asking you to do is impossible. But Jesus says, you know, all things are possible for the one who believes. And so honestly, like I struggled with whether or not we needed to do that verse or this verse when we were talking about doing Mm -hmm. a verse from this section of scripture, because it was like, ah, just the idea that, that our belief is, is so important. Mm -hmm. It's just so important. What, what I take away every time I read this is the, imperfection of the dad like Mm -hmm. his acknowledgement of not having it together and how I always am so grateful when I'm reading my bible and people are real like you don't have to be perfect you don't have to have it all together to come to Jesus and be like help me you know like Mm. he's asking for help and he's still saying there's a part of me that doubts and it's just freeing because not all world religions operate that way. That's the beauty of Christ is that we can come totally broken and imperfect 
and say, I do believe, but you got to help me with this part that I'm still unbelieving about. Um, yeah. It's pretty yeah. awesome. It reminds me of that uh, verse that talks about if you have the, the faith of a mustard seed, that you'll be able to say to this mountain, you know, move into the sea and it'll do it. Like just this idea that it's not the amount of faith that we have. It's, it's what are we placing our faith in that's so significant. That's right. And so even the tiniest amount of faith that we have in a God who is fully and completely powerful in all things, just that, that smidge of faith that we have, it enacts a God who is able. All powerful, yeah. And all and powerful. And the, the beautiful thing, too, is as God shows up, at least in my experience, my faith just continues to grow as my age grows. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I keep seeing him show up and I believe him quicker and I there's less unbelief than when I was younger. I remember yeah. being like, oh, I can do the mustard seed. Thank God he's not asking me for like a grapefruit size because I don't know if I can pull <laughs> off the grapefruit. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, so have you experienced a time in life where this was real for you, where you were saying to God, I do believe, help me overcome my unbelief? A lot of times. I can think of a lot of times where God has met me. And I would say specifically, you know, I think different people work in different ways. And for me, God always gives me scripture. And then so many times he puts whatever it is that I'm learning in the mouth of somebody else to say it to me. It's just, it's incredible. Like just this last Saturday, I was struggling with sleeping. And so I was memorizing or not memorizing. I just, Psalm 23 came to my mind and I just kept saying it over and over again. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And then on Sunday during church, that was, that was the passage of scripture that we were, that was our reading for the day. Like it wasn't Mm -hmm. the passage that we were hearing. It wasn't, we were preaching through Jonah. Um, but that was specifically what the worship pastor had, had chosen. And I can just think of so many times when I will have a verse that is really helping me have faith in a, in a difficult season. And for somebody else to say that to me and to like, like when we moved to Chicago, it was the same kind of thing where there was a verse, like a, a passage of scripture that I was memorizing and two different people like completely not unbeknownst to each other at different times said to me from this church in Chicago, two people, one person was on the search committee and one was an elder said to me the verse that I was memorizing. And I was like, if that's not a confirmation of who God is and that he is powerful and that he is working, it was, it was so foundational for my faith. It just, Mm -hmm. it, it helped me with my unbelief. You know, what about you? Lots of times. Yeah. I think, I, I think, like I said, as I get older, I just don't want to doubt God anymore. Mm. Um, I've seen him show up so many times in such major ways that I just want to stand on the rock anymore. Like, I mm. just want to believe. And it's not out of my own power or my own faith. That's like what you're saying. It's not out of my own faith that I believe it's or something I've summoned up within myself. It's because I've seen God show up over and over and over again that I'm like, I just am not going to be taken off of my rock anymore. And I'm mm. sure that there will be waves that are big and, um, you know, the unbelief can rise up pretty, pretty easily. I mean, it, it, even, even with the coronavirus, it's like, 
you know, my feet are, I feel really planted on a rock, um, in terms of like having fear about it. And, you know, nobody in my family's on the front lines and I'm not taking the brunt of that, like the way some other people are. But I think in the past, I may have let my fear overwhelm me in this type of situation. Mm. And I just keep telling my husband, I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm just not going to let it happen. I'm not going to let the anxiety overwhelm me. I'm just going to keep my feet planted on the rock. Um, and so I think, I'm not really answering the question, but um, <laughs> what you I'm trying to it, say Vera. is, I know, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is those periods of unbelief are fleeting. Mm. The more I know God and the more I hear his voice and I know his voice, the more I trust him and the unbelief comes and I recognize it and I'm able to, to say back like, no, I'm going to keep my feet planted on this rock. Mm. And yeah. it's because of his word. I mean, it's, again, it is because it's exactly what you said. It's not because I'm some special person. Definitely not. It's because I know who God is and I just, I trust him to keep showing up. Mm-hmm. Amen. Preach. And our final question of the day. Yes. Hit me, Vera. Yes. Okay. So when you are in a season of needing, like believing, but having unbelief, what do you mm-hmm. do to help? overcome your unbelief practically Mm. what Um, are your strategies when you are in a season of unbelief strategies tactics tactics i don't really have i i I mean i guess i i do i sort of have patterns i wouldn't say that they're necessarily tactics or strategies i wish that i had like i was a more type a person and then i probably would get over things quicker when I struggle. Instead, I feel like it's a new discovery every time I struggle with unbelief. I'm like, how come I, how come I'm not believing that right now? I should be believing that. Mm. Um, (laughs) It's always a surprise to me. And then my next response is to be like ashamed, like, Oh God, how am I not believing you? I know I should be believing you, but I'm just not feeling it in my heart. And so my, I think my first response is typically to go to the word and to help my mind out of the gutter. And then once, when my mind gets to a place where it's like, okay, yes, yes, these are the things that are true. When I'm telling myself what is true and I'm, I'm, I'm listening to the promises of God, at some point my heart starts to follow. Hmm. Um, because I think unbelief is rooted in the heart um, more than it is in the mind. If you're a genuine believer, then um, you know what you, you know. know. But there are times when you're feel, you just don't feel it. And so for me, I have to go back to the place of the mind and remind my mind, my thinking brain, like, needs to know this is what is true. And it needs to tell my heart, no, really, this is what is true, regardless of what you're feeling right now. You might feel like this is what is true. The, the true truth is this. And if I keep mm. telling my, if my, my brain keeps telling my heart that, eventually my heart is like, oh, Right, right. That is right. Um, so that's typically how I, how I work Process against it. unbelief. Belief. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really good. I, I'd say I also go back to the scripture and I, I write scripture down. I'm not a journaler. I don't write my feelings or my thoughts down very often. Occasionally I do, but my journals are just filled up with me copying scripture. And for whatever yeah. reason, when I copy it, I slow down and it helps to sink in and things stand out that I don't pick up on when I'm reading it. Um, And so I do that a lot. And then the other thing I always do, and this has been the most helpful thing. And I think this is 
kind of what I was trying to get at earlier is when I have a, a season of unbelief, I go back and I list every single miracle or time God showed up in my life. I list it out on paper and I remember. And I'm like, oh, remember this thing that God did for you? Oh, remember this thing and this thing? And, th- and I write them all down so I can visibly see this pile of answered prayers mm. and remember who, not only like who our God is, but how he's shown up specifically for me. You know, um, because I can read scripture and I can see him show up, you know, on the pages, but there's something powerful for me to remember my own experiences of him showing up. Like, it's the same God. It's the same God who showed up in this major way. Like, remember, remember this, Vera, you know, Mm -hmm. and that Mm -hmm. that really is probably the most powerful thing I, I do that just helps make a switch for me. I love that. You know, that's funny because I feel like if you read the scriptures um, over and over and over and over again, they refer back to things that God has done whenever yes. they're praying for God to do something new. Yep. It's always like, remember, you you made this promise to our forefathers. You, you know, you Split opened them. wide the sea. Yeah. You, you know, you did all these, you sent bread from heaven. You know, you've, you've done all these things for us. Remember your works of old, therefore do this thing, this new thing that we're asking. Um, and I, I do think a lot of times unbelief comes out of, at least for me, a season of needing God to act in a certain way and not seeing him do the thing that I want him to do for me. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like what you're saying is, would be a very biblical response for me to do would be to say, okay, you did this though, and you did this and you did this. And I saw you work on all these ways in my life. Now I'm asking you to do this thing and, mm-hmm. and bring my heart along to believe that whatever it is that you're working, that you do see me and that you do know and that you are working. I just, it just may not be the way that I'm asking. Right. That's you right. Know. Oh, it's so good. Well, Vera, I think you did a really great job as an interviewer today. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Always a good time. Always a good time. Uh, so I'm thankful for joining you and uh, I guess I'll look forward to listening to more of your podcasts later in the month. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll see you, uh, the first of what would it be? May? May. Yeah. We should do that. We should do that. <laughs> okay. Let's, right. let's do that. Bye. Okay. Bye. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Dwell Podcast. You can find out more about us on Instagram, Facebook, and at dwelldifferently.com online. We help people connect with God through a monthly scripture memory membership, daily posts, a weekly blog, and of course, this podcast.